really what we've seen in the market is with no events to be spoken of, with no business travel, there's there's not very many ways to get in front of your audiences in like that tactile, personal way. And that's what people are really resonating with right now and, and leveraging us for. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. So excited. This is our, uh, what, seventh or eighth LinkedIn Live together. And again, tomorrow at 3.30 is going to be fun. So I got my great friend, Dan. So I'm going to just pop in here. Uh, in a second. Hey, Nikki, good morning from Jacksonville. Hope things are good there. Nicholas from ATL. But we're going to talk about some real stuff around brand, how to stay relevant, and how do you measure right now with everything going on. So so we're going to go into some real stuff uh, in a second. So let's bring my friend Dan on board. Dan, how you doing, man? I am freaking pumped after listening to that music. I'm not going to lie. So it was funny. So I think I've shared this story before. Um, I think two years ago or so, my, my son had to go. It was just me and my son. And I think you might have heard that story. Um, and we were just together for like 30 days. I almost felt like quarantine at that time. Because my wife had to go to India because her mom wasn't doing well at that time. Thankfully, she's doing great. So she's back and all that. But it was just him and I. And I'm like, this is the time where he's going to figure out that I'm not that cool of a dad, right? Like, because this is the time where it's going to be like, all right, he's all, you know, just, you know, because of the travel, because of all those things, you sometimes feel like you're the fun dad, but don't take a lot of responsibilities. And I was one of them. I wasn't intentional around those things. So in those 30 days, beyond just getting around making really big layered pancakes to crazy scrambled eggs to all these things, uh, we also watched Rocky, the entire series, and we bonded like never before. That's never amazing. before. Uh, yeah. So have you watched the whole Rocky series? Are you a fan of that? Of course. I'm, uh, now I'm aging myself. I probably saw it when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, I, we have watched it so many times. So, Dan, share a little bit about you know your role, uh, your company. I mean, there are people right now wanting. There actually some of them are actually evaluating via you know your your company, Sendoso. So, it's really interesting to to get to know. And then we'll we'll jump into more brand relevancy and measurement. Yeah, no, thanks so much. Uh, I'm Dan Fronin, CMO uh, here at Sendoso, and we are a sending platform. So, what what that means is that we help teams send direct mail gifts and swag to their customers and prospects. And it's never been more of a timely tactic and part of your marketing mix. Really what we've seen in the market is with no events to be spoken of, with no business travel, there's there's not very many ways to get in front of your audiences in like that tactile, personal way. And that's what people are really resonating with right now and, and leveraging us for. Yeah. How has the whole situation affected you? Personally, let's start there and you know, you, your family and then just professionally. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting because um, I, I think everyone who works in technology, we are fundamentally just fortunate because yes. we're, set up, we're set up to work remotely, right? So yeah. 
the biggest change for me is that I actually get to see my two little boys in the morning and spend more time with them. And it does feel a little bit lonely, you know, being on a screen versus in person, but uh, surviving, thriving, enjoying my family time and feeling extremely fortunate and trying to trying to give back a little bit too. So, you know, uh, and I would encourage everyone here, like if you're saving money from not commuting, then go donate that somewhere or help, help the community as best you can. That's, that's, a, that's fortunate. Yeah, that's a great point, man. And one of the things that I've been sharing and asking people, I'm, I'm planning to start a, a Slack group um, or a mini group because there's so many inbound conversations and, yeah. and there's only so much time that we could devote. And then people want to connect with each other. I think that's where the greatest learning happened. So I was going to try to create, I'm trying to create something in the next week or two. And the way I'm thinking about it is it will be like, like 10 bucks a month or something like that. And then let all the profits go to something, any charity that's immediately needs something right now. So I don't know. I'm, I'm in, I've been contemplating on that and hopefully in the next week or so. So if anybody's interested in joining that, you know, just let me know, just DM me so I can get your info and we can start something because you're right. We are saving time. Everybody has two, three more hours in the day. They like it or not. We are saving money on certain things. Um, maybe buying too many, too many groceries right now or wipes right now. But uh, we, in some ways we are. And the question is, what do you want to be known for when yeah. all this is said and done? And I don't want to be known for there's I put out another coronavirus update. Um, yeah. I don't want to be known for, oh, we ran a campaign during coronavirus. Yeah, I want to be known for like, yeah, we were, we were the beacon of hope in many ways, in our own little small way. We did what we did as an individual, as an organization, as a family, all that. So, yeah. so talk to me about what's going on with the direct mail as, uh, as a marketing strategy. Is that going up? Is that going down? How are you addressing that right now? Yeah, it's interesting. So I'm... You know, in B two B, it's it's easy to get someone's business address, right? There's not as many privacy concerns there, and and most people just have that uh, almost like oil, right? It just flows yeah. into your CRM. So the biggest challenge for us and our customers uh, going into this whole kind of new reality was um, how do you land something on someone's desk if they're at home? And that was that was interesting. So the first week that we were Kind of in this shelter-in-place world, the marketing team on on my end built a hack around, like basically sending them to a landing page to verify. And we started talking to our product team and um, and the exec team, and we said, you know what, we we have to have this feature like yesterday if we're going to really properly serve our customers and prospects who really need us. So the first thing that we did about two weeks into this was uh, launch a work from home address confirmation feature where mm. when you're ready to send something, you can actually push out an email uh, describing what you're trying to send and then give uh, the recipient the option to either say, you know what, go ahead and send it to the office or uh, send it to my home, um, which is super awesome. I, um, I, it, it, you know, I was talking to someone over at Forbes the other day and we were talking about sustainability in direct mail and I don't think it's much more sustainable than for someone to say like, I either want this or I don't because you yeah. know that they at least consume it. Uh, so that's been really good and that's been positive. And, you know, the other thing is e-gifts are mm. extremely popular right now. Um, you know, with, with virtual events, it makes sense to couple it with like some sort of virtual component, whether that's um, like a Grubhub or Uber Eats or donation charity. Um, we're actually going to be doing that for our own event. Um, having people vote for 
uh, charities and then donating based on like what the consensus is. So tons of tons of different ways to get sending into the mix and uh, have it be relevant right now. I love that, man. And I want I want you to to kind of share from a sales perspective because a lot of marketing and sales marketing is trying to figure out how they're going to help sales and. Uh, if anybody has questions, I'll put the link for StreamYard again to just pop in directly uh, up here on the screen and you can ask you know, both Dan and I questions. I remember the first time we actually met face-to-face was last year's conference. What was the conference? Which conference was that? It was growth marketing. It was, yeah, growth marketing conference. But Sale ran that conference, yeah. uh, growth marketing conference. And we sat down and we were on a panel together. But I don't know if, well, yeah, it was before the panel. You said. Hey, your your sales guy Jim. He is so shout out to Jimbo if you're listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jim is fantastic and one of our best salesperson. And by the way, hats off to all the salespeople. It's the hardest job in the world. And guess what? It just got harder. So, 100%. right, like it's a lot of empathy to sales teams. So if you're marketing, go give them a virtual hug, high five because they deserve it right now more than ever. So. You shared with me something that I wanted to share just openly and get your stake, get, get your sense of like how sales can now reach out to marketers because or other because you and I get hit by this all the time. So, Jim, you shared with me like, hey, your guy, Jim, he's fantastic. And I'm like, awesome, great. Like, well, why is he fantastic? And he said, well, you know, he and I were just chatting and he's, I'm like chatting, okay, well, on an email. And you said, no, 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 on text. He has your cell phone number. I'm like, I don't have your cell phone number. And, you know, I think I, like I'm, I'm in the same circles. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I have your cell phone number. He's like, yeah, no, Jim has my cell phone number. And we have been chat- texting back and forth. I'm like, wait a minute. He's a sales rep. You're a CMO of a company. I don't know any time before that is actually possible. This was like, you know, last year. Now even more important. And you said, no, no, no he's, he's, he, he never pushes too hard. He's always there for me. He's helpful. You have tons of words and things. So I want you to describe why, as a CMO, you would give your cell phone number or let a sales rep actually connect with you on a cell, regardless of what the situation is. Because if it can happen, then it should happen now more than ever. So I want you to explain and share why you let that happen. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. So I'll start by saying I never gave Jim my cell phone. <laughs> this is the best part, right? It's it's in my email signature and. Some of the best sales reps and sellers and quite frankly, marketers as well, um, they approach their job uh, around educating and being super helpful. Yes. And, and they know that um, they know that when you're in market and you're ready to buy, that you're going to naturally go to the person who has been the most helpful that's been educating you. And that was Jim. Like Jim followed me uh, when I was at Aptis. He was trying to sell to us. It didn't work out. My next company, Schedulo, it did work out. He saw that I left. He was, and quite frankly, he was one of the very few vendors when I went to Sendoso that reached out and said, Hey, like, let's make sure we're still together. How can I help? Um, and, you know, and the really good reps, they can translate that conversation from the phone to email to a social message and to my text, <laughs> like, honestly. Wow. And without missing a beat, and it doesn't feel weird because you're like, oh yeah, of course Jim would just text me because he has something important to say and I need to hear it, right? And yeah. you know, that's a good lesson for all of us right now because people are in education mode uh, right now. They're learning. They have, um, <laughs> well, we say that they have more time on their hands, but I'd argue that we're more busy, but we are consuming more media and, and you know, getting ready for 
like what our next wave is of, of, of marketing and sales. And um, now's the time to be educating and, and being that trusted advisor. So you got a good one in Jim. <laughs> Jim is fantastic, man. So you mentioned a few minutes ago earlier that, hey, it's time to be more relevant. And you have also figured out how to measure some of these relevancy metrics and share that. Good, yeah, and I think a lot of people are probably struggling with that right now. Like I know I am. And our yeah. organization is like, well, every day is a different day. The things some say, oh, it's reached the peak and it's coming down. Some say, well, no, you haven't even seen bad or worse yet. And it's like, what do I, what do I see? And then I see the top news today is that two pandas that never made it, they actually started mating and having you know babies. I'm like, great. That's the top news of the day out there. It's like all over the place. So share with me, like, how are you keeping your brand and how can people keep their brand relevant now more than ever? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I can literally track like our response to COVID and everything that's going on in our blog. And it literally started right after B2B MX when Shruti, our our uh, head of events, said all of our events are being can- all of our events are being canceled. Now what? And yeah. our and our head of content said, well, now what is we're going to write a blog about it and help the market uh, think about different ways to engage now that events are off the table. And that was like our first like, oh man, we're onto something here. Like this blog is is resonating. Our SDRs are leveraging it to help other people and educate them. And it really that just became our thought leadership platform throughout this entire uh, month, month and a half now has been uh, how can we educate the market? How can we show them what we're doing to survive and thrive? And and it's and it's worked. And the reason it's worked is because of some of the measurement piece that I'm talking about. So we're constantly listening to our social audiences to you know how much feedback are we getting? How many likes and shares are we getting um, as we're um, publishing this stuff? Um, how much web traffic are we getting as a result of it? So we can see spikes. Um, and then we're listening to our SDRs constantly. So they're the ones on the front lines that are talking about these things in our thought leadership. We want to hear from them like, hey, is, is this resonating? Is this helpful? Are you making people mad or are you actually helping them and, and resonating? And the answer is resonating. So we continue to do more. We do the same thing on the sales side uh, by listening to uh, gong calls and and seeing how that's resonating. And then on the CS side, really taking a lot of our Sendoso for Sendoso ideas and, and handing them over to the customer and saying, this is working for us. Yeah. And and by kind of doing that holistically, measuring whether it's CSAT, whether it's uh, pipeline, whether it's like sales velocity and the sentiment there, like we've we've come up with a good system for, you know, constantly checking back in with all those data points and making sure that we're not um, saying anything that's um, just off of off the mark. Wow! So share a little bit of measurements. Like what? Like if you on a typical day, how how are you measuring some of this stuff? Gosh! So on a typical day, if it's if it's like a new topic, the first thing that I'm starting to measure is um, like response rate on SDR uh, cadence emails. I'm also starting to measure like web traffic, like organically. So a good thought leadership piece is actually going to get clicked right over. Um, so it's it's kind of like those early indicators for me is like SDR is actually getting a response rate or they're driving traffic or um, social starting to convert back over. Gotcha. All right. So Steve, you, I think you both know Steve Bat. Hey, Steve. His question is like he's very interested in getting to know the response rates to the to the outreach of how many say here's my home address. 
Yeah. So um, the feature has been around for two weeks now. Um, I've talked to about three customers and one of the response rates was like 90%. What? Yeah. And our internal response rate has been about 55%. And it's highly dependent on the offer. And it's quite frankly, it's dependent on like how well you're targeting your personas and your accounts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've seen data that's shown me 90%, which is pretty freaking crazy. Boom, man. I, this is this is ridiculous. Like I, I would not say... It, from your how how many opt in for donation? The, another question is how many opt in donation for charity instead? Is that even is that is that something that you guys just putting it out there or something that you has have in the in the mix? No, that's an interesting that's an interesting question that I don't have the data point on. But we do have a choice option where you can send like, hey, you can choose from this or that. Um, and we always include a donation option. So I could definitely follow up with that if someone wants to reach out. Yeah, no, totally. And then you please reach out to Dan. He's he's on LinkedIn. He shares a lot of great content. Follow him, uh, DM us, or you know, you will respond later on. Hey, Mohit, uh, Tim, good to see you. Chad, and Bhavani, um, really parent. Good to see you. Like I'm starting to see some like like similar names. Like I feel like I know some of these people now. Rod, you felt more. Yeah, from Toronto. From Manchester County, New York. Oh, Rosie, hope hope you're doing good in New York. I know New York is like crazy right now. So hope you're doing good, saying prayers and love and grace uh, on your side. Another question that that's something that people people ask all the time, especially from your marketing and sales mix. And being being across the board, almost all marketing departments, their budgets are getting cut. Yeah. Right? Discretionary budget gone. It's not like, oh, you had this $200,000 or a $2 million budget for events. It's not like, oh, now I use this $2 million to, no, no, no. It's gone. Like yeah. it's, it's just gone. Is that what you're seeing right now with your company, with your customers right now? And, and we'll just love to get the state of, because I think people are having that, but nobody's talking about it because it's a sensitive subject for, from that perspective. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I've actually been talking to a ton of CFOs to get some data on um, like how they're now involved in the buying process and you know what check marks solutions have to have in order to, to really even get approved in this kind of environment. And a lot of tech companies, startups, and you know, even more traditional industries that are, that are more mature are very much in like a a business shelter in place mode right now where cash conservation is a is a thing. You you don't know a lot about what's going to happen, how the economy is going to bounce back. I mean, you have unemployment numbers here, but then you have the stock market bouncing in the opposite direction, which is insane to me. So yeah, lots of cash conservation. I think uh, for us personally, I, I think you're dead on. Like um, if you're not doing events, then that money got returned to the house and rightfully so uh, to fund other things. but the things that have remained in the marketing mix uh, from all the marketers that I've talked to is the tactics that are going to drive the, uh, the, the engagement that's going to get a deal done, right? So um, digital is intact, data is intact. Mm-hmm. We're, we're actually seeing more and more interest in direct mail and gifting as a result because of what I alluded to earlier around, you know, there's only so many personal touch points when you can't get to an event to shake hands or go and break bread or do the business travel. So, you know, to me, the kind of like go-to marketing mix right now is content, digital, SDR outbound, if you're lucky enough to have that, and then sending. Is yeah. Really the, game of the game right now. I love that. All right, folks. So 
I'm going to wrap up in a second, um, but if you have any questions, pop in uh, and join us. Uh, we'll try to keep it like 20, 25 minutes every week, doing every time and hopefully energy boost to go and fight the day because that's what we're all into. Uh, quick reminders again, tomorrow, 3.30, Whitney Johnson, there's a link in the description where you can just add to calendar. She's phenomenal. She has over a million followers on LinkedIn. So she knows a few things about creating your following and she wrote a phenomenal book called Disrupt Yourself. And I think it is time for all of us to find ways to disrupt ourselves. And then we're also going to have Daniel Pink in a couple of weeks. So that link should give you access to all the stuff. One of the things that I've been saying, Dan, is helping is the new selling. And everybody needs to get on board on that. And this is a better, this is the time to get back to it. And second, we're talking about that retention is a new acquisition. Yep. yep. Those are our two internal anchor messages, or if you would say rallying cry. Um, when I, a few weeks ago, I had Patrick Lencioni and he said, every organization got to have a rallying cry right now. And the rallying cry is not that you create a new vision statement or a new mission statement or anything like that. None, none of that. A rallying cry is like, what are, we, what are we standing for right now at this very moment? And figure it out what that is. So he shared a rallying cry that works for his organization. They went and called every one of their vendors and figured out how do we keep them alive for the next three to six months? Can we prepay them something for services they're going to need later on? Or anything like that. So everyone who have vendors right now who you know who you know are gonna be out of business if this doesn't work, it's a, it's an opportunity for you to help. There was another person who we had on uh, on LinkedIn Live, they talked about the fact that people are buying uh, gift cards for restaurants in their neighborhoods that they know that they're gonna go back to or give you know, later on, not right now, but they can go later on over there to keep them in business. You can do that. You can, you can put life into the economy and life into things. In some ways, we become uh, victims of the self-prophecy, right? Self-fulfilling prophecy around like, oh, things are going back, things are going back, things are going back, and everybody shuts down and everything kind of literally shuts down for you. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy as opposed to, I think, each one of us starting today I encourage everybody to do something for somebody or some business. Maybe it's your vendor, maybe it's your team member, maybe it is your maybe it's a restaurant that you used to go to and haven't gone there for a month because of this. You can do something online right now for them or on a call that will actually keep them in business. And each one of us did that who are to your point Dan, like absolutely grateful to be in technology right now and having a job and having all those things. If you are in this position, you have the power to turn the economy, turn your circumstances and people's circumstances more directly kind of stuff. So I want to end with this, this, and I want your thoughts on it, is has your organization and, or would you recommend other organizations to, to reflect on it and lower their sales quota and sales numbers and sales pipeline? Uh, for the quarter right now, as opposed to keeping it at the high bar, leading it to, to, to be having a really, really bad quarter. What's your guidance on that? How are you handling that? That's a very interesting question. I think um, there's like, there's very, very like strong opinions on both sides of the spectrum. Our CRO believes very strongly, like almost to the point where it's like a religion that you never lower quotas. Hmm. Uh, but at the same time, he also believes that that reps need to have things that are attainable 
and they need to eat. And quite frankly, they need to not be so pressured that they're trying to do bad tactics when you can't even hit the goal in the first place, which is why I think you would you would lower it, right? I, to me, the happy medium is actually being crafty with like when accelerators and spiffs uh, kick in at different areas so that you're still able to earn your money, um, but that you still have the high bar so that when we do return back to normal, you don't have to kind of inch back up to that bar, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, right now, empathy is a big part of it, but people have to run business, which is why uh, I want to talk to like people like you who are practitioners and then also people like Daniel Pink and um, and Whitney to, tomorrow on this idea is like, well, how do you keep the business running, the lights running when you know everybody's kind of squeezing in? And, and, and I think it's a yeah. tough problem to have because we all are pinching in right now. So if yeah. you won't even buy a $10 gift card for a restaurant that you love down the road right now, I don't know how you could actually be okay with like, right? So, so it's a really, really big question and challenge. So I think it starts with us. So I'm making a commitment to buy something today for a restaurant that we love. And hopefully somebody does something today for some, uh, some organization out there that can keep them going. Plus one. <laughs> yeah, plus one. Let's do that. Let's do that. Thumbs up if you all are into it. So let's do that. Awesome. So again, tomorrow, 3.30 uh, with Whitney Johnson. And we'll continue this, uh, this forum. Dan, love you, brother. Thank you so much. God bless you. Yeah, pleasure. Take care. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.